0: So remember, Angie's List is now
1: Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.
2: Welcome back to CBS Eye on Veterans. I'm Navy vet and reporter Phil Briggs, reporting for ConnectingVets.com, the Military News and Veteran Lifestyle website. Now, we're talking again about jobs. Specifically, the areas where there's a lot of opportunity for veterans, not just hourly paychecks, but these are launching pads to brilliant careers. But I want to find out the real deal for more than just survey data, so we're talking with an expert. Joan Lynch is Chief Content Officer at WorkingNation.com. And as a website, they look at all areas of employment throughout the entire landscape and tell the stories of where the American workforce is changing, growing, and showing real opportunity So with that, let's say hello to acclaimed TV producer, content officer, and Working Nation storyteller, Joan Lynch. Joan, how are you?
1: I'm great. It's great to hear your voice and be back with you again. This is fantastic. I'm excited to dig in.
2: Yeah, I always like checking in with you when it comes to the employment scene. Because, you know, as I said in the lead, you know, we see a lot and glean a lot from details done with surveys or done with Department of Labor statistics. And sometimes those can leave you a little high and dry because they're not necessarily metrics that apply across the nation and certainly across all the different types of military veterans. You as a storyteller always dive deep at workingnation.com into these stories about burgeoning industries, about different up and coming things. Tell me a little bit about what's going on and what you're seeing now as we wind down the year with opportunities for veterans in the workforce.
1: It's actually a really exciting time for veterans. And, and I will add veterans and their spouses. I mean, we at Working Nation have dedicated the last five years in November to talking about veterans and military families, because that is something that's near and dear to us. So we dedicate the month to it, but we tell these stories throughout the year and the, the changes in what's happening in the workforce, we can, we'll talk a little bit about AI. We'll talk about, about other opportunities. There are millions of open jobs and things are starting to shift in a really good way. They're starting to shift in a way where people are talking about like um. There's a ad council campaign called Tear the Paper Ceiling, and they, they talk about um, STARS, S-T-A-R-S, and that's Skilled Through Alternative Routes. And the, the 61% of veterans are STARS, so that means that they don't have a degree, but they have skills, crazy skills that we need in a lot of the open jobs that we'll start to talk about in cyber and healthcare and in all of these areas with the infrastructure bill. They have these skills. And I think after World War II, we went in this path of everybody needs to have a college degree. and And there's, you know, the numbers show you that you have a really good, a better shot if you have a college degree. However, we're now also seeing with the changes in technology and the way that like SpaceX and others are hiring that you do not need a four-year degree to have a career. So that message is one that, resonates for veterans who have been in for two years or they've been in for their entire career. And we just did a story, which I'll tell you about, but a 52-year-old Blackhawk, female Blackhawk pilot, she's only 52. And she was one of the leaders in North Carolina. And she came out and we interviewed her and she said, I don't know what to do next. And so I think what Working Nation does, uh, tries to do, uh, is really focus on what do we have to tell them about these certifications what they need to do what they're already good at that they're already good at working with teams they've already worked with people that are different than them with different leaders so it's really exciting the work that we get to do i i count myself very blessed and obviously i'm a huge veteran supporter so this this area is really important to me
2: and i know you got veterans in your family as well so uh yeah you've long since understood what makes a veteran and what makes them capable. Looking at those capabilities, where are they plugging in right now? You know, if you're a veteran, considering leaping from whatever job you're in to a hot sector.
1: With the conversations about certifications, colleges online are offering these free classes. People should just be upping their certifications no matter what field they're in. You should just be adding to your LinkedIn page all the different things that that you're learning But I mean, we have six hundred and sixty thousand open cyber jobs in this country right now, and we have a lot of people coming out of the military who have experiences in this, and and often have these certifications because they have to have these certifications to get top clearance and all of that type of thing. So we know that we have that cyber is a space that is is blowing up. We know there's over two million open jobs in healthcare. A lot of veterans think, well, I can't go into healthcare. Maybe the medics will, or maybe those will, but the healthcare field, as we all know, and I think we learned a lot through COVID too, is what makes up the medical field. What does that look like? And it is not a white coat and a stethoscope necessarily. And you don't have to go to college for these things. So, so when you start to say to them, there's 2.1 million open jobs in this, but not only that, I think the thing that is Really exciting is that the employers are desperate for these people. You know, we're, we dance around 10 million, a little bit less, a little bit more open jobs in this country. There's certain states, like I, I think it, we did a story on Working Nation about Colorado and there was three jobs for every person looking for a job. So there's so much opportunity. It's just about this communication, which is what we focus on is saying, okay, what do you have to do to get into that? And I've I've had a lot of conversations with the folks over at SpaceX, the guy that runs cyber over there is also a a veteran. And again, not I'm not dissing on college, but he said, I stopped going to recruit on college campuses because I realized exactly the certifications that I needed to move these people into $100,000 jobs. And that's what I need. And, and the, and the positive for the people that are already in the military is you can start these certifications while you're in and you can start online. You can get, there's military gives money every year for these active men and women to advance their education. So it's really saying, okay, here's where the jobs are and here's what you need to do to get into them. But I love what you said when you opened this up. We started working nation talking about careers, um, not jobs. And then during COVID, we shifted a little bit because people all of a sudden were needing jobs to like sustain themselves and they were getting laid off and, you know, things were changing. So we said, you know, we're going to broaden that so we can talk about jobs too. But really this is about life sustaining careers. And I might have said this to you before, but I, I often go back to. People look at folks coming out of higher ed before they look at veterans. And yet one of those groups has had a job and they've had a career. So it's really about the translation of those, right? So Sherm does some stuff that they put out every year about how to help HR directors identify and translate what those jobs or what those skills are to get people into those jobs. And there's everything else from like you know, thousand open trucking jobs, You know, there's so much conversation in the last 10 years about autonomous vehicles. And I think it's scared people away. And Working Nation, we just keep saying "These, these jobs are not going away. And not only that, the people that are in them are aging out. And so for both men and women, these are fantastic jobs. And everybody thinks like long haul trucking and you're gone for weeks and you're on the road and you're sleeping on the side of the road. Things have changed in a lot of ways. Companies are taking care of their drivers. For the most part, you do not have to even leave your state. You can just be driving in your state and you can be home at night. And, and those are good jobs. Those are, in a lot of cases, union jobs. You have great benefits and retirement. So I think it's just about taking some of the stigma off some of these conversations. And the same goes for a lot of the jobs that are opening up after the infrastructure bill.
2: In fact, you guys recently did a podcast with a guy that's been on this show before, but uh Patrick Murphy, and he's now of course the head of a of a public private partnership with the government called Task Force Movement, but I know him because he's a former Army Ranger and he was the undersecretary of the army for a while, and uh we had a good talk when they launched the whole a Task Force Movement. But is in that episode will we hear more about where to go to find some of these uh, trucking jobs and these let's face it regional logistics jobs?
1: Absolutely. We love Patrick. Patrick has been great. And he was on a podcast with our editor-in-chief, Ramona Schindelheim, um, talking about their focus. I mean, a lot of what they started out with was trucking. They've moved into cyber. They've moved into healthcare. They are continuing to expand and partner with in every state. This is an organization that everyone should be watching. And any veteran or military connected person, so spouses should be paying attention and we're so lucky that we've had a couple of opportunities to spend some time with Patrick and his team. They're so focused on where is it where is it happening now? What's going on? I'll be a little critical of higher education now and say, I think groups like this are better at this point at pivoting and saying, okay, where are the jobs? How do we get our people into them? And it doesn't necessarily mean going back to school. In some cases it does. And, and the military, you know, supports that through the GI bill, but millions of these jobs do not need a degree. So many companies, hundreds of companies have come on board and said, yeah, you know what? We're really cutting out a very valuable part of our workforce. If we don't start to look at what their skills are and have skills based hiring versus resumes and degrees. Uh, my my real hope with Working Nation is that we're, you know, sending that message to both. Like we support education. We don't support broken education. We don't support, you know, colleges or universities that just aren't getting on board and saying, yeah, just come on in, spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, go into debt. But we can't really guarantee you a job at the end of this. And the business is saying, which you know, Gallup has been saying for years, that businesses are saying the folks coming out of school don't have the skills that we need for these jobs.
2: Very cool. And I look forward to hearing that podcast again. You can find it at workingnation.com under the podcast. But uh, I've interviewed him before and he shoots straight. The only thing we couldn't agree on is what sports team. He's a diehard Philly fan and uh, being from We're the not Washington gonna talk area.
1: About that. We're not going to talk about that here. I thought we agreed. <laughs> i know you too
2: oh my god eagles
1: all right why, why, eagles, why. Eagles? you know what Phil, i adore you but we're just gonna have to agree to disagree on this again <laughs> oh, but my. i wish you well with your new ownership and with uh, everything i it, you know what I, I as you know my background is in sports i just love sports and good sports is good sports so i want to see teams do well i will support your team but <laughs> bye eagles bye
2: <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Only two games a year, you will not be supportive of my interests. Right. Thank you, Joan.
1: Um, let's talk right. real
2: quick. You know, yeah, you got my mind going while you're talking about some of these categories that aren't necessarily looking for the degrees, but really the yeah. tactile experience you may have had. If I'm wondering what IT certification or what kind of certification to pursue as a veteran, and let's say I've been out a couple of years, but, you know, I mean, I was working in – some sort of IT role or some sort of administrative computer role, whether it was, you know, Air Force comes to mind when I think of cyber. But I mean, even the Navy yeoman or the Navy personnel Man, the Marine Corps admin. Should I look at these job openings and then scroll down to skills and then maybe just sort of say, OK, Google that buzzword from the skills section and find out what quick certificate program or what quick six week yeah. certification program I could take online that would put that in my back pocket. So when I go before them I can say, no, I'm not a Yale grad, but I have this, this, and this certification because I pulled the buzzwords from the job description.
1: Yeah. And I would go backwards a little bit too. And so, you know, we have to, we have to think regionally as well. So these men and women come back from service or come out of service. And in a lot of cases, yes, they're comfortable, transitioning and moving to different places, but a lot of them want to go home. So some of this is a, we always say that at Working Nation, that it's a regional uh, and it's a local story. So it can be really overwhelming for someone to go in and put in veteran jobs and all of these things come up. You can go regionally. I mean, I had the amazing opportunity to spend some time with James Rodriguez, who's at the U.S. Department of Labor. He's he's also a veteran. Um, Last The last month they gave out these, I think it was, uh, about 860 awards. They were called the Hire Vets Medallion Awards. So it's 860 companies around the, around the country, all different regions, all different types of jobs that hire and they are totally focused on the retention of these folks. So I would say, you know, don't be afraid because it is so overwhelming. Don't be afraid to say, Hey, I'm in North Carolina. I'm in Wyoming. I'm in New York. They're different jobs in different places. We have to remember that. So this sometimes can get so overwhelming because people think, Oh God, like cyber, I don't know, but how about like digging into, okay, in my state, in my, in my region, what are the jobs that are there? and then and then really searching out because i think the businesses that are hiring and retaining veterans are getting better and better and better at the communication of what that looks like and what they need and so if you start to hone in on those companies and take a couple, look at a couple of them in your region they will tell you if you have to take a CompTIA certification class or what you know you know like i was saying the folks at SpaceX they know exactly What these certifications are and some of them will be six weeks and some of them are not. But I think businesses are getting better and better at saying like, we want you. We know that the data shows that veterans used to get really beat up over their retention. And the reason that was, was because when they got out of the military, they oftentimes took the first job that they got offered. And so they didn't stay long. It wasn't a match for them. It wasn't a match for their skills. It wasn't. So they got this reputation of, Oh, we don't hire veterans because of retention. The truth is the numbers are not that far off for college graduates as well that are coming out of school. It's pretty much the same. So now that the data is showing once we get these veterans in and we train them, they stay longer. They're very loyal. We know that they have some of the skills that we need. So I would, I would say for for people that are overwhelmed by the amount of information which is a lot on LinkedIn it's a lot for anyone that's looking for a job is to say okay like let me look at what my life is right now i want you know i want to be back in north carolina what are the jobs there and you know like i said with the infrastructure bill there's millions of jobs and that's not just the jobs everybody thinks oh water and building roads and all that kind of stuff it's all about the supply chain businesses that are supporting those You know, we did a huge project last year about green jobs, which can can be kind of a polarizing word (laughs) when you say green. Some people are like, oh, it's one way or the other. All we're saying is there's a lot of jobs out there that, let's say, a wind turbine mechanic business that's doing really well or insulation. There's a great one in Philadelphia, insulation companies. Well, there's also, you know, accountants and the the people that support those and the businesses that supply whatever they need to make those things. So I'm more optimistic now than I've ever been for these men and women coming out of the military because I think the language has changed, the understanding has changed, their value as workers in this country has gone up and the bottom line is our economy needs them. So I'm 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 really optimistic about it.
2: Very cool. And I'm going to distill just a couple points you just made in that last segment that are, I think, so valuable. But what I loved about what you like shared was reverse engineer your search a little bit. Obviously, you get on LinkedIn. It's a vast landscape of everything out there. And then you drill into your area. Okay, well, that's step one. Draw a circle about where you want to be. You know, if it's not where you come from, North Carolina or Kentucky, Appalachia, or let's just say you're there and you don't want to be there. Well, then draw a circle around where you want to be and then reverse engineer. Then look at what companies are there, whether it's your hometown or the town you aspire to live in. Look at what companies are there and then look at what. The buzzwords are with respect to cyber, transportation, healthcare. Certainly those are huge fields, but you also said distill it even further within a trucking company is a marketing division within a healthcare That's company right. is a procurement officer. Now we're talking right. about like jobs that are not necessarily what you think of. Transportation involves a steering wheel. Healthcare involves a lab coat and a stethoscope. No, there's so many layers within all these healthcare companies of accounting, of business management, of human resources. And within every one of those companies, you've got yourself a shot to get in the door with the qualifications you already have, or with maybe even just a brief certification in something further, you can get in the door, reverse engineer your search. Let's end here because this is a buzzword that keeps popping up. My wife and I laugh every time we hear AI, chat GPT, AI, chat GPT. I don't even know what it means, but yet they say there's so many jobs in AI. I'm like, what kind of glasses wearing, computer programming, coding genius do you have to be to work in AI? When people say AI is an expansive field of growth, who are they looking for? Are they looking for 50 year old journalists like me or, 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 or for AI? <laughs> Do you really have to have, you know, some coding experience?
1: You know, it's, I mean, the opportunities are blowing up and I, I will say some of these, the, the folks at the higher level of the AI, I mean, you're going, you're talking three, four, five, a thousand dollar jobs. If you can, if you can figure out, you know, how to, how to start to work your prompts, there's a lot of money to be made there. I think one of the things that we try to talk about a lot at Working Nation is this argument over, will AI kill jobs or will it create jobs? And it's a fair question because when you hear about an art builder, again, our founder said to me years ago, you know, a marketing team of 20 will become a marketing team of four because of the data and analytics. We weren't talking AI we weren't talking chat at that point we were just talking data and analytics and so the truth is that there for there was a time where blue collar jobs people were really scared people that have white collar jobs now are really scared because they're starting to see some of these things disappear but it is also creating an enormous amount of opportunity it's changing workforce everywhere we just did a um, roundtable in Atlanta about disabilities and work and we were talking about this that what AI has done for the disabled community which is you know you're talking 70 80 90 percent unemployment in this group of people and AI is creating opportunities for them to be able to do their jobs in a different way and there's an airline that I just spoke to that just said, With this new technology, we've just hired all of these new people. Now, this was in a call center, and they said, these are our most effective people. So I I do think that people have looked at veterans and said, with technology, veterans seem to be, might have, like, sort of a leg up when it comes to that because of drones and all the stuff that they were doing. And the technology in the military just increases accuracy and efficiency and everything. I mean, it's just what they do So for us having this conversation, I think veterans need to lean into that as well. And when they're talking about it and what experience they have that they might not see as AI, they might not see it as like, oh, this is valuable within the chat community or within it, you know, these chat operations. But the truth is veterans are always having to learn to deal with new situations. And right now, our entire workforce is shifting in the biggest way of our lifetime. And so, you know, if you have a group of men and women who are able to acclimate, say, okay, this was what it was like yesterday, but now it's like this today. And you know that, right? And my dad knew that when he came back from Vietnam, and he talked me about starting to recognize his own value. There are great opportunities In AI, I think it's moving so quickly that all I would say is just keep paying attention to it. The other thing that's like a really basic thing is that with chat, you can put in some of your military experience and it will translate your experience into what you were actually doing in a language where HR directors can understand it. So I would say use it as a resource when you're looking for jobs. Put it in there. What does this mean? explain what this particular job in the military that nobody knows about and all your, all of the different terms that you guys have in the military, which is, I just bl- still blows me away. What do I say to somebody that asked me what this means? And, but, I, but I would also, as a journalist, and you're a journalist too, say the faster AI moves, there is, we are seeing that there are accuracy problems in a lot of it. So you still are responsible to say, okay, is this, is this true? What it's <laughs> laying out as my skills before you put it on your resume and pass it along. So that's just like a little side note there is don't, don't assume that what you're getting back from chat is true. But I think there's going to be a lot more opportunities. And I think the agile nature as a veteran is going to be something that's really positive for you. And on our YouTube, our working nation YouTube inspires page. We put a lot of these videos out about how people are translating their their skills and their work into a way that makes it easier for the employer to say, yes, I want you.
2: And I'm glad you put it in such specific terms, too, because as my wife and I think whenever we hear AI and it makes us laugh, oh, AI is going to take it. AI is going to take it. It's not necessarily a robot competing for your existence, it's actually a tool that you can use. And you said something else in that answer, too, I found interesting. At one end or another of an AI chain or an AI tool will have to be a human being that helps you know, make sense of the data. Let's say an AI is going out and getting a sales funnel and bringing in all these people. Well, there's got to be a human at one end of the AI to differentiate between real leads and just data that ai captured off the internet that is a critical part so it shouldn't dissuade you from working around ai use it as a tool no. if it helps touch up your a resume from military speak but if there's a job that's using it realize that it's not replacing you it's just maybe creating a human position at one end of the data chain the veteran can stand to prove that as their skill i think in a way that the college grad just cannot
1: and when my dad came back from Vietnam, he was, he was, when he went to school, but he was um, blessed to be hired by Johnson and Johnson, which was a big, which was hiring along with JP Morgan Chase and other others where they were hiring veterans. And I remember him talking about going into manufacturing. He was a helicopter pilot, but he went into manufacturing and he would walk through his plants around the United States and, and he would talk to his people and he would say, you know how's your machine working and how's this working and he would he, he would get he said he got the best answers from these men and women who would say it's good but it would be better if it did this and it would be more effective if it did this and and he would say to them well how do we do that then so i think if we can all sort of approach it that way that we're we're using our skills and saying yes this is new and this is different but our brains are are wired for this how do i take it to the next level and say yeah this is great but I think it could be actually better. And the other thing that comes out of that is you end up with a lot. I think it's we're going to see an explosion of entrepreneurial spirit in this country. Veterans have been known for that for a long time, for coming back and starting their own businesses since before World War I. I think that's what we're going to see, too.
2: Very cool. And that's why I love talking to you about the employment landscape in America, because it covers all different You know, areas, (laughs) including this vastly complex thing called AI, which I'm learning to kind of use as my own little tool. I will say this. Don't trust it for your headshot. I took a AI thing the other day and tried to make a new picture of myself and it cut all my hair off and gave me completely fake looking hair because AI knew I was balding. And I'm like, no, AI. you know what? That's one thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I might stay away from that. (laughs) But no, there's, there's a lot of positive out there. We can, and we can keep talking about that. What we've agreed on is we just really can't talk about football. That's what we've, right?
2: (laughs) Very cool. Well, we can always learn about the employment landscape in America from your fine website. Tell me some details, Joan.
1: Yeah. So workingnation.com, Um, we have podcasts. We have uh, almost every day we have new, uh, videos and articles and op-eds. We, we also put out other people's stories, so stories that we see in The Wall Street Journal or in Forbes or in other places, we will put out five to, to 10 stories a day. Lots and lots of content. We did a whole series on single moms and community colleges. It's beautiful that we released in September, doing a big big push for the Hispanic population next year. And we'll continue to do work around, obviously, veterans, people with disabilities. And we're going to release a short documentary series called Working Forward next year, too, that one of them is about returning medics, but it just talks about older workers. It's a huge topic in this country. So we have a website with a ton of content on it. And if people follow us and go to Like I said, the inspires page on our YouTube page, you're just going to be it's we we are solution driven and we are people driven. We tell personal stories to give people hope.
2: And full disclosure, I always use it as a resource of mine when I'm getting ready to book some interviews. I'll scroll through WorkingNation.com real quick just to see what you guys are talking about and where these kind of hot areas are, what these cool stories are that are being told on a granular level about people's individual journey. If you're looking for some education and inspiration about finding that next career, WorkingNation.com joan lynch chief content officer acclaimed tv producer sports enthusiast always good to see your face great talking to you and uh yeah look forward to catching up here in a few months
1: sounds great good to see you
0: Hey prime members, you can listen to Ion Veterans ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com/survey. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. At gig speeds. Powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings wherever you get your podcasts.